Hey, good morning. It's Wednesday, September 1st, and you can just go ahead and wake me up when September ends. Hi, Kelly. <laughs> oh, that's a good song. Is it, though? Is it? I mean, if you have a long September, it really fits. I never understood why that, why that was a thing. <laughs> Who would want to sleep through an entire month? You could have such incredible things like Bud Light's new, did you see this? Pumpkin Spice Seltzer. No, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Live Broadcasting around the Beltway and beyond, it's Tommy and Kelly made in D.C. on the Real Fun D.C. channel and on demand anytime, anywhere you get your podcasts. Yeah, for real. I was like, talk about a Frankenfood. My goodness. I read a whole article about brands that do this type of stuff where they like release, you know, like there was like the mac and cheese ice cream that came out. Mm -hmm. They do it for just a publicity stunt. It's not really like, it's like a small batch. Yes, exactly. They're not, they're not going wide with that whole thing. <laughs> right, exactly. Yes. So I think we could like seltzers, or they come in all flavors. I'll take the pumpkin spice, but then let's move on. Which is why coming up in a few days, when you open up the Real Fun DC app, it will be orange because we're also available in pumpkin spice. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, what, a, what a night. Holy heck. Uh, Pamela is commenting this morning already. Did you guys get woken up at 3.30? Yes, at 3.30, at 3.31, at 3.34, at 3.37. I had a dog crawl on my head at 3.09. It was a lot. The, the rains and stuff around the D.C. region yesterday. Whew. Well, also the tornado alert went off on the iPhones at least. So it was like <laughs> between like my kids' phones and my, my phone and my husband's phone. It was just like startling to wake up. I might have slept right through that actually now that I'm looking at my phone. If you have a do not disturb, it wouldn't have gone off at night. That's stupid. I know, right? Like that's actually what? when like you need it. <laughs> when you're like dead asleep. Why did you not clear? Oh, well, because I had do not disturb on. So either <laughs> either Mayor Bowser is sending these texts or Apple needs to get together and have a conversation because that is the thing I'd like to be disturbed for. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe you could opt out of it. I don't know. I mean, somebody sent you a trolley comment on your tweet. Don't disturb me for that. <laughs> but do disturb me for there is a twister coming <laughs> through Northwest DC. <laughs> Yes, it was crazy weather and the dogs all around the Beltway are just yeah, like having a rough morning. <laughs> totally. They're on a little support group today. Yes. They've got a Zoom call later on to talk about their feelings. Yes. And let's talk about Zoom. And, and this is just such a, you know, we don't do business news here or follow trends in, on the stock market. But yesterday, Zoom stocks are starting to fall dramatically enough that we get to talk about it. Now, of course, Everyone's been using Zoom for the last 18 months. Um, so I did a little research. The stock fell yesterday. All like the you know Wall Street people were like, Zoom stock is falling. And they think it's a lot because people are going you know, back to work, back to school, a little bit of fatigue. Other platforms are now being used. Um, but the stock for Zoom before the pandemic, like February of 2020, was $75. Okay. At its peak... And this past fall, it was above 570, I believe. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. So, like, if you got into that, good for you. Um, but also now it's um, it was hovering, I guess, yesterday it closed around 230. So it's still well above where we all started. But just so you know, Zoom stock is falling. So maybe that's a sign. That's, a, that's something that, like, we can look to, like, put a little bow on this thing. I don't know. <laughs> Nature is healing. Is that <laughs> yes, what's going on? Right. I'll take it. If you had told me that like in you know a year and a half ago, having stock in like rubbing alcohol, Zoom, plywood, and horse to warmer was going to be the way <laughs> to make millions, my goodness. Right? 
who knew what a time to be alive for sure for hey sure. taco bamba one of our faves uh the taco joint obviously taco bamba they launched kelly i know you can get down with this a month-long bar crawl Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's a lot for your liver. <laughs> so do you remember back in the day when like McDonald's would have the commemorative glasses and you go through the drive-thru? Oh yeah, I do. There was like baseball ones and like all these different ones. I'm actually drinking out of a um, 1973, uh, not McDonald's, but it was a Pepsi collectible from uh, Looney Tunes. They had them when you would get like a meal, you would get a different Looney Tune. I'm drinking out of Wiley Coyote today, because that's how I'm feeling. He's my spirit animal this morning. Seems appropriate. And so very similarly, uh, Taco Bamba, when you go to their locations one a week for the month, you get like a commemorative glass you get to bring home as well. That's amazing. And those cocktails look beautiful. Yeah. So there's cocktails that are called like For the Children, which is served. It's like frozen mezcal and rum. and <laughs> For the children. <laughs> like quote unquote children. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's like for the children. I think it's like for the children. Like <laughs> cheers. It's got like a Campari floater in it. And then there's um, a Prince Harry, which is available next week. H-A-R-Y. There's um, this kind of monkey, which is available the next week. And then there's um, Rum the Jewels, which is available the week after, and Space Drank. So those are all <laughs> happening at uh, the different locations like Fairfax and Vienna and Boston and Springfield and Rockville. I appreciate uh, the creative work that goes into the cocktails at Taco Bamba. I, I do as well. And, and the glasses. That's very cute. I also like the one glass. It says F Burritos because they are very, very much pro-taco, anti-burrito. Ah, that I was going to ask you about that. Okay. Right? So, like, I didn't know tacos and burritos were like, you know, against each other. Apparently you would think that they were like on the same team, but no, apparently okay. taco people and burrito people, apparently it's been a long time, <laughs> long time coming. Oh, that's good stuff. Yeah. So way to go, Taco Bamba. Enjoy that responsibly as you go. And Gary's getting involved in a comment. He has a Sylvester and Tweety glass like that. Oh, I'm surprised yeah. you're drinking out of it, though. I feel like glasses like that are like you need to like only use them sparingly. Like yeah. If it would um, break or something. They, they would. But think of the fun I've had with with <laughs> Welly Coyote. You yeah, know, in my enough. parents' attic somewhere, we've got cases of Beanie Babies saved because that was a commodity <laughs> we invested in at one point, And like Zoom stock, it went down. So <laughs> at some point over the last year, I was like, screw it. I'm drinking out of the Looney Tunes glasses. I've got Bugs Bunny and Daffy. I've got... The Tasmanian devil, which I'm not sure if he's like politically correct these days or not. So I got to do some more Googling into that. Oh my goodness. Could be or couldn't be. I don't know. There's a Batman and Robin and Batgirl one that I have that I drink out of. I like be fun to have like, I mean, most people like, you know, I have like my fine crystal that I should probably (laughs) drink out of, but you should have like a little dinner party where you do like all the different glasses. I'm totally down. (laughs) Yes. Is this your long lead of getting invited to my house, Kelly? No, you can just come I'm... over. You know where I live. <laughs> We're both vaccinated. Come on. You're more than welcome. Well, as we, we, as we know, that doesn't necessarily help everything. That is true. I'll open the windows. You can wear a mask. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm going to start showing off my glasses every day. I have to go back to my parents' house in Southern Maryland. They have like dozens of these. We've got like the whole collection of all of them. Have, these we, are my... have we looked on eBay just to see like the, I mean, I think they might be worth more than the Beanie Babies. Um, I'm positive of that because the Beanie Babies are worth however much the beans cost. <laughs> well, you didn't go through the Beanie Babies. We're totally getting off topic here. Yep. But you know how some of the Beanie Babies, like if they have like something marked on the tag and like it was stamped a certain way are actually worth something? Yes. You've gone through and done that? 
Yes, we have. And actually, okay. I saw an amazing meme um, of a beanie baby, like uh, the tag protector on like a princess bear. And the meme was, no wonder the generation millennial has raging anxiety. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were all terrified that we would spend the tag and it would of lose course. all its value. That's exactly where it happened. That's where it happened, where we became a generation of lunatics. <laughs> okay. Um, $19, $16, $12, $13 on eBay. I am perfectly happy drinking out of this. Okay. Well, but now maybe you could buy some more if you're going to have that dinner party. No, I can't serve all Wiley Coyotes. Are you kidding me? I could throw a Foghorn Leghorn in there and an Elmer Fudd, which I'm sure is not PC these days. Also a Daffy Duck I can <sighs> pop in there. Okay, let's no, – the PC thing, fine. But, like, there is some nostalgia to it. Like, we don't – like – Absolutely. Okay. That man – that man made it happen. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he tried. <laughs> yes. He tried. Right. Now I'm going to be searching Looney Tune glasses all day long, Kelly. <laughs> Way to go. Good for you. Tagless are not worth a lot of value. I know, Jonathan. That's the whole idea. <laughs> um, <laughs> Paige wants to know what's in that cup. This cup is cold brew. Yeah. No sugar, cold brew. Just yeah. to get feeling right in the morning. Yeah, because someone had too many margaritas last night. Okay, so what had happened was <laughs> I, I went on sort of a um, downtown bender, if we're going to be honest. Uh, so my friend Steph, and I have another Kelly in my life, uh, we went to Hamilton and we had watermelon margaritas. If you want to hang on to summer, go to the Hamilton and get the watermelon <laughs> margaritas. Holy crap. Then we had some sushi, then we had some wings, and then we were like, we should go get pie. So we went to Joe's and had pie last night too. <laughs> oh Good for you. <laughs> and we compared the margaritas at Joe with pie to the margaritas at Hamilton with sushi. And everybody lifted home before the Kansas-style twister came to D.C. <laughs> That's good. Way to support the local economy, Tommy. I was. I was helping my small businesses. I was supporting the restaurants. And I am moving a little slow today. <laughs> good for you. Because I'm tired. <laughs> um, all right. Are we going to talk a little, like, uh, fashion, fall fashion trends? Yeah, I guess we are, right? Like, we're doing this 90s thing. The clothes and the – it's all coming back. It is kind of crazy. To quote the 90s icon, Celine Dion, it's all coming back. It's all coming back to me now. We know that this happens, though, in fashion. So I don't know why mm -hmm. we're overly surprised by it. But I will tell you, I went, uh, did a little back-to-school shopping with my 15-year-old daughter. And we went out to um, the Mosaic District in Virginia. Yeah. And they have the new Bloomies, the new concept where it's like, it's a Bloomingdale's, but it's like really hip and stylish and fun. And they have like a restaurant attached to it. I've heard about this. Is it cool? It's totally cool. But... Going shopping there, it's sort of really geared to, for a little bit more young hip set. Um, and I saw all these 90s fashions on the hangers. And it is it is crazy, including like shoulder pads. And that's almost a little throwback to like the 80s. Mm -hmm. But like they're in like cute t-shirts. And they're exaggerated shoulder pads. Like Wait, not... the shoulder pads and t-shirts? Yes. I actually tried one on because I was like, let me see if I can get involved in this. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Were there shoulder pads in the original T-shirts in the 80s and 90s? No, they were mostly used for, you think of the, the, the working woman generation, right? The woman that like, you know, women can do anything. And they would be in like blazers um, and suits for women. I think of Catherine O'Hara's character in Home Alone. She's like the pinnacle mom in, in uh, shoulder pads to me. Yeah, yes. Yes, that would that would be. So it was really more for that to give like the suit some body. But no, uh -huh. I don't remember t-shirts having the shoulder pads. Huh. Yeah. 
So you're not doing it, but is your daughter now thinking she's super cool with like shoulder pads she, and you're like, no, she couldn't, I, no, she couldn't do it either. She couldn't do it either. It's just, it's just a weird structure. Yeah. So I feel like you're seeing that from like Olivia, Olivia Rodrigo and company, those like jeans that are kind of like washed weird and like they're high waisted. And I'm seeing a lot of flannel. I'm seeing sweater vests as a return situation for women. Yeah. And, and cardigans and like Letterman jackets. Hey, hey, hey whoa, whoa, whoa. Cardigans never went out of style. I, well, I Tommy, you just you never that. got rid of your cardigan. No, I but you I'm that. talking about like really big, your cardigans are a little bit more fitted. They're like really big cardigans, not like well-structured. Like big knit cardigans. Yes, yeah. So. Just like you were an old cardigan under someone's bed. <laughs> right. Thanks, Taylor Swift. Put it on and said, I was your favorite. She absolutely started that. That woman is able to – she can change tides if she tried. <laughs> For sure. Um, I, I'm hoping that the uh, the men's sweater vest doesn't come back because that – I think we just about three years ago got the lobbyists out of those. And so now <laughs> we continue down that path. You, you never know. You gave them eyes odd and we're like, fine, it's a compromise, whatever. Well but- – Okay, I, actually, I didn't spend much time in the men's section, but I did read the September issue of Vogue, uh-huh. and I did see a lot of like men and women's fashion. It is coming back, like super preppy, um, tweed, preppy, like that '80s preppy look. It's coming back. <laughs> it totally is. I can't get down with that. I can't get down with yeah. that. I, I like so bummed. Like, it's time to go do some thrift shopping because I don't have any of that stuff anymore. <laughs> Mostly everyone like just got rid of their nineties clothes right. and Jonathan wants to know how old I am. I'm not sure if that means like, wow, you look so young. Are you 26 or <laughs> how old are you? I was not that old at the end of the nineties. Thank you very much. <laughs> I was 14 when the ball dropped at Y2K. Thank you for playing everyone. Oh, good for you. <laughs> um, I got a question that was a, a, a deep conversation among my friend group while I was gone. So um, when we were in Greece, Chris has a lot of Greek friends because they all find each other. And um, our friend John from Athens came to visit us. We had Airbnb, we had people in and out. It was great. And I was like, hey, do you have nail clippers that I can borrow? Because we were like two weeks into the trip at this point. And he looks at me and he goes, yes, but you can't borrow them because those are kind of a personal item. And you are offended by this? Very much. <laughs> this does not go inside the body. This just clips your claws. I don't understand. I had to go buy to go to a pharmacy and buy my own nail clippers because my friend wouldn't let me borrow his damn nail clippers. I don't see why this is a personal item. It's not like I have to borrow his toothbrush. I can understand that being over the line. Yeah, but I mean, it, it is cutting off a part of your body. Yes. Yes. And like, and like your toes. Like that's a very personal part of your body, right? No. You walk on your toes. You walk on the sand. You walk on the beach. Maybe he doesn't want your toe stuff on his clippers. um, First of all, I don't have toe stuff. Thank you very much. (laughs) I'm very clean. But I don't know that, like, even so, like, toe-to-toe contact is not, like, a weird thing. That came out completely wrong. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, it's not not a Q-tip. It's not a toothbrush. I can understand a comb. I can understand not wanting to share deodorant. This is completely outside of the human body. And then this is, this is the, the I bought these in uh, Greece. These are my international uh, t- t- toe clippers. I that appreciate I brought that. Home. And you can put it on your keychain. <laughs> yeah, I've always wondered that. Who puts the, who puts the clippers I've on the keychain? I've seen it. 
with people who have clippers on their keychain? Yes. Yes. So anyway, I'm not going to belabor the point, but I was definitely in a jam and I would just, I just wanted to get the internet's opinion on that. So if you can leave a comment or you can tweet me or whatever, I don't, I don't think I was wrong in being upset that this is not a personal hygiene item. I didn't ask to borrow his dental floss. Yeah, but look at that the little pointy thing that you just mm-hmm. held up. Yeah, the diggy up. part. Yeah, like that is personal. Like you're digging in dirt out of your toes and your fingernails. That's gross. I wasn't going to dig. I was just wanted a clip. And I could have been more – maybe I probably could have been more clear about that. I could have been like, hey, I'm not going to dig. I just want a clip. Can I please borrow it? Because I have, a, I have a, a slaggle nail that's digging into my other toe. But whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Now you, now you have one to travel with and just keep it in your, in your travel kit. It is, but I wasn't sure if I can clear it through TSA, so I had to get checked. Anywho, I know that people aren't getting involved in this comment-wise because they're like, ew, that's gross, but really you're going to think about it all day long. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to form an opinion on this, and you can text me at 703-782-4519. You, it's a safe space to send over your comments about this not being a personal item. Hmm. Just saying is all. Didn't ask to borrow his razor. That's something you don't do. I know that. I learned that in eighth grade. <laughs> Health class. Good for you, Tommy. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, wait, there's so much going on in the world, but as, if this is what you want to get outraged on, go for it. I'm just saying is all. I, I'm, I'm, well, I haven't watched cable news in a month and four days, so I don't know what to get outraged about besides <laughs> that, Kelly. So there's a lot. <laughs> this is where we are right now. I, I know. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot, and it's great because I've, I've been keeping track of the world through my local news, like through – NBC four and Lester Holt and the Washington post. And it's been great. Mm, okay. I really there's there's nothing terrible happening locally. Okay. I mean, there's plenty, but <laughs> there's not then 14 experts who clear all over my screen who then complain about it being terrible. It just, I'm just told that it's terrible. And then we move on. It's great. <laughs> okay. Anywho, I want to first apologize to, uh, Sunny Sumter. She's the CEO and president of the DC Jazz Festival, and she had to sit through the nail clipper talk. So, <laughs> DC Jazz Fest uh, returns today. Um, it's looking different. Usually it's in June, but it is still like jazzy, fabulous. And I just love everything about uh, the Jazz Festival because whether you're a hardcore jazz fan, you're really excited about this. Or maybe you're someone like me who could just, you know, chill out every once in a while. Uh, let's get a whole look. And what's going on with DC Jazz Fest? First of all, DC is a jazz town. Let me tell you. What do you say to that person who maybe isn't a jazz fan, but is just a fan of doing things and celebrating Washington? How can they get involved and participate? It's such a great question because there's casual fans of music, just like it is when you go to a museum, you're learning about different art forms, right? There's so many people that come and they learn about a new artist for the first time coming to Jazz Fest. And then they become fans for life for that particular artist. So I love to think of it as discovering something new, you know, and it really does work. We've got a lot of... um, Latin artists that are coming to Jazz Fest. We've got two big orchestras, a Grammy award-winning orchestra that's coming in fact. So there really is something for everyone. And how about those hardcore, like play Freebird, like super jazz fans? How are <laughs> you got them. How are you supporting um, them? And I just tell you that we've got them covered. People are so excited about the array of jazz that's on our menu. The folks are coming from Richmond with people driving all the way down from Boston. 
folks are coming to DC. I love to hear it. I love people coming to town. The uh, opening event is at the wharf, but then DC Jazz Festival spreads across the city. So what does that look like? And is the footprint different now because of COVID? How can people enjoy the festival? The, the footprint is so different this year because we, we usually do 10 days. It's in June. It's 150 performances citywide, 23 neighborhoods, eight wards. We've got about 25 concerts starting September 1st through the 5th. We've got um, Mr. Henry's on Capitol Hill, the Phillips Collection and, and um, DuPont Circle. We've got um, you know, the House of Sweden where we do, a, we do at least one embassy event. So we're excited about that. We've got a big tribute to Andrew White that's happening at a church at Westminster Church, which is actually one of the places to hear jazz these days. Uh, and then we've got a big concert actually going on at Howard University. So it really is uh, um, all over the city but very small, much smaller than, it, than it's been. We've gotten a lot of registration. People are really excited. Have you seen, maybe you like know figures of this, maybe just anecdotally, with all the stress and all the things we've been through for the last year, two years, 18 months, are people turning to jazz music to unwind? People are turning to the arts. You know, I talk to so many of my friends who are art makers in the city and around the country. People are turning to the arts to really find a way to find joy, happiness, to find, to make memory with their families. A lot, you know, we're doing a lot more things with our close-knit families, right, in our household. So we're using uh, music, and certainly for, for us it's jazz, to really bring families together, to really make those, you know, memorable moments. And that's what Jazz Fest actually is. We want it to be an experience for Sonny, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you, Tommy. That's Sonny Sumter. She's the CEO and president of the DC Jazz Festival, which starts today. Don't you feel all jazzy cool now, Kelly? I just love hearing about things that are returning uh, back to our city and bringing mm -hmm. people in um, from all over. Yep. I mean, I'm not a huge jazz person, but like this is a, a Washington tradition. It's been happening in our city for a long time, and I'm glad it's back. 17th year. I feel as though we can get jazzed up about it. Oh, you're so funny today. <laughs> Just today. <laughs> Everyone has their days, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe mine will be tomorrow. <laughs> hey, if you want to get your friends involved in the whether or not the toenail clippers are a personal item debate, you can go ahead and share this episode with them. And by the way, you can go back and listen to hundreds of other episodes. Some, to be honest, you are better than others. But if you want to give us a five-star rating, even if you feel we don't deserve it, I feel like that's just your civic duty. Yes, please do. And we'll see you next time.